Warning, the following episode of Childhood Trauma Theater may not be suitable for younger listeners. It may contain inappropriate topics, horrifying visuals, and nightmare-inducing memories. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, scary tale friends. Welcome to the podcast that's guaranteed to lift your spirits. So sit back, relax, and get ready to trick or treat yourself. It's Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. <laughs> Hello, fairy tale friends. Welcome to an episode of Childhood Trauma Theater here on Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. I am very excited about this one. <laughs> I have been pushing for it as a uh, one of our Halloween episodes. Since it is a Halloween movie, I uh, was, for a while, we thought against it, but then we found out that this is the 30th anniversary of what can only be compared, you know, uh, Gone with the Wind, Citizen <laughs> Kane, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, I am super excited about this episode. I have a feeling my co-host may not be as quite as excited as <laughs> I am about this. What gave you that idea? Um, you got up twice during this movie to go do something else. Um, at the end, I believe you said, and I quote, all right, let's do this. Um, I remember the first time I made you watch this movie, which I think was back in in the 10 years we've been together almost. This is probably our ninth Halloween uh, yeah, I can't remember when I watched it, but I've seen it one other time, and it was with you. And, you know, it was, it was interesting watching it with you this time. I thought this was a... Let me ask you this starting off. Do you think this was a good entry into this series? Sure. I've not seen any of the other ones in the series. No, no, no. So. Into the childhood trauma. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I agree. Yes. Be- There's a lot of horrifying parts, and I think if you saw this as a kid... I completely understand why you would be very scared. As a kid, nothing. There, You hid your eyes. I actually couldn't look at the one main troll because he was so disgusting. And he only gets worse as the movie goes on that I finally had to like stop looking at the screen. Yes. Um, I So let's do a little bit about the history of Ernest. I think he's like, he's kind of like a Looney Tunes character to me. Yeah. And I like, he's very likable. Mm-hmm. Um, but he started off in the night in 1980 as a advertising character. And now, what is his what is the actor's name? Jim Varney. Okay. Um, Jim Varney was a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. uh, and he got a uh, advertising campaign called Cherry and Carden, which was Jerry. Sorry, John Cherry and. Ooh, it's a dark and stormy night here on. I know. I really theater. hope that picked up. A I lot of too. times it doesn't. One. Sometimes you just hear us go, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, John Cherry and Jerry Carden, they were a Nashville advertising agency, and they came up with this idea. They were doing an ad for um, a amusement park in actually in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And it was they the uh, amusement park had just been bought by a th- another group, and yeah. they wanted to do an advertisement, but it was kind of in disrepair. So they're like, well, we don't want to show the amusement park. What do we do? So they came up with this idea for Jim Varney to do this character. Because he did a lot of like stand-up where he's like, oh, I lived in kind of the redneck area. And I'm going to tell you this. And this guy talked mm-hmm. like this. So he had some kind of like blue-collar characters he did. 
And the idea was he would come up and talk to the camera, who was this other character, Vern. But mm-hmm. you were you were Vern. And you'd go, hey, Vern, you got to go to this amusement park. It's so great. It's got these big roller coasters, and it's got this, and it's got this. And it was him being very excited about it, yeah. which was a cheap way of doing it without actually showing it. So he did that, and they came up with this idea, well, we can do a lot more stuff. So they started doing local things, and then mm. people started calling in from everywhere. They started going out to different markets, so they would advertise everything from, like, Local used car salesmen, uh, not salesmen, but local car dealerships, TV stations. He does a Brahms commercial where ah. he's like, oh, Brahms steak burger. Oh, look, it's got tomatoes. It's got lettuce. Like, And it's yeah. just him being very excited about this or some cheap thing. And the idea is like, he's, like he wakes up Vern in the middle of the night to tell mm-hmm. him about stuff. And like the camera is always very like, okay, Ernest. But Ernest is very excited about the product. Like there's one where he's... He's doing uh, the the camera's doing a puzzle, and Vern's like, "Have you seen these new Hoover vacuum cleaners?" He picks it up and like sucks up all the pieces. Like, you should really glue those down, you know. Like, he's mm-hmm. always put upon Vern, and that became the thing. It went all over the nation. Like, Coca Cola did some ones with him. Yeah, he had some big things. So they started doing like. Then he started doing video. They would do little, like, okay, we won't just do advertisements. We'll do video packages. We'll do little skits. Mm-hmm. Started doing these movies. Um, had a TV show where he won a daytime Emmy. Oh, wow. Called uh, Hey Vern, It's Ernest. I don't know if you remember Hey Vern, It's Ernest. No. This goes out to my buddy Paul. Paul, he used to love Dust Bunny. He had a little, like, <laughs> gray rabbit puppet that lived under the couch named Dust Bunny. Mm-hmm. And it was he had little characters like that. And so then he, when he did these, he, they got a movie deal with Touchstone. This mm-hmm. is our, this is how we get into our Disney part of this. And it yeah. was, uh, they would do, I think it was six movies. And these movies never made a ton of money, but they'd make like $30 million off of like a $2 million budget. Yeah. Like they made, they didn't cost hardly anything. That was the same thing with the ads. It was very cheap to make these ads. So mm-hmm. they just put out a bunch of them. So Disney was like, yeah, keep making them. So they made three, and then they made this one. And this one actually didn't make a lot of money. That's when, Dis- when Disney Touchstone said, yeah, no, don't make any more. He started going to video. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk. I think we talked a little bit about Jim Varney. His last, his, we, re- we recently recorded his last uh, performance as Cookie in Atlantis. Yes. And he yeah. was also um, Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog. But he's mostly known for being earnest if you're my age. And I was, I think, the right age for these things. Because I'm like anywhere between like 8 and 12 when yeah, these, these come out. Yeah, I think I may have seen Ernest Saves Christmas or I've seen part of it. Do you know why you've seen part of Ernest Saves Christmas? No. Because I've tried to get you to watch No, I Ernest feel like Saves as Christmas. a child I th- oh, okay, I've, I've okay. seen it as well. But how many Ernest movies are there? I believe there are 11. Oh my gosh! I thought there were five or six. Oh wow! No, there were the well. So is there I think one the for every holiday, this, or does it? It's just rant. Well, I was gonna save this for a little bit later, but let's go ahead and do this now. We're gonna play a little game. Okay. Called get which guess the Ernest movie. <laughs> well, I know there's Christmas and Halloween. Oh no no no! I'm going to give you some of the names of Ernest movies and specials. And you're going to tell me if they're real or fake, because I have made up some too. (laughs) So let's start off with a pretty easy one. Ernest Saves Christmas? Yes. Real or fake? Oh, real, real. There you go. Okay. Uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. Real. Very real. I remember that one. Well, not seeing it, but the title. Uh, Ernest in Paradise. Fake. It is fake, but 
it was one that they had written a script for oh, before he passed. Okay. Or before he, he n- near the end, he said, "I don't want to do this anymore." Like, mm. and they found out part of it was he had severe lung cancer, Aww. and so that was part of it. But yeah, but yeah, but also in the, I will say in the last one, the man who directed all of them actually came, got in front of the chair. Uh, John Cherry mm-hmm. got in front of the camera and was his his buddy in, oh, in that one. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Ernest needs a kidney. Oh no, fake. Yes, that was on. <laughs> that was a Simpsons fake one. Oh, that's good. Uh, Ernest rides again. Real. Okay. Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. Real. It was real. Uh, Ernest on ice. Fake. Oh, very good. Vote for Ernest. Real. Nope. Fake. Oh, that's the first one I got wrong. The last two I made up. Um, let's see. Son of Ernest. Real. Fake, but it was a 2012. They were deciding they wanted to reboot the franchise Mm. after he had passed. Uh, Ernest goes to Africa. Fake. Real. (laughs) (laughs) I was on a roll and now I'm second guessing myself. Uh, Ernest to the future. Real. Nope. Fake. I made that one up. Uh, Ernest in the army. Real. Yes. That was the last one. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, I did another couple other ones. Ernest goes straight to video. <laughs> that was a Simpsons one. Yeah. Uh, Ernest versus Godzilla. Fake. That's one I made up. P.I. Ernest. Real. Uh, no, that's another one I made up. Uh, Ernest. I think we've almost got all the real ones. The other ones. Uh, here are some other ones that they had written for but didn't end up doing. Uh, was Ernest spaced out in which he would go to space, mm. and Ernest and the Voodoo Curse. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I guess we should talk about this Ernest. Yes. Uh, it came out in 1991. I think you mentioned that already, and you said it was the fifth one in the series of Eleven. It was technically the fifth. There was one he did that was like Doctor Otto and the doom ray or something Mm. and it was Ernest was a character in that but it was him doing a bunch of characters okay guess what percent it got on Rotten Tomatoes this Mm -hmm. I saw I believe it was 17 it was 17 yes yes. it's this was uh, a fact I have it was the only Ernest movie reviewed by Siskel and Ebert because Ebert had never seen an Ernest movie before what do you think they gave it two thumbs down two thumbs down (laughs) I now Let's be honest, and then we'll kind of go quickly into the... the, the yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of notes. I just wrote some things that we commented on along what, the way. If, if I never asked you to watch this again, would you? No. <laughs> Did you not like it? I, I just would... I love Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt, I think, is fantastic. She's hamming it up. She's camping it up. It's She looks like she's having the most fun of the movie next to Ernest. She's delightful. I do like the actor, Jim Burney, but I just... There's a lot in this movie that I'm just like, no thank you about. So I just wouldn't... It wouldn't be one that, like, listeners, I think we've talked about this in the past, but for Christmas and Halloween especially, we do... Watch, we watch like TV shows that have special episodes for the holidays. We watch uh, movies that, you know, are this time of year. We try to do the same thing for like Thanksgiving for basically any <laughs> any holiday, but mostly Christmas and Halloween are the two big ones uh, for us in, in our household. This isn't one I would ever include. I, on a regular basis. The only reason I think you watch is, is because the first time I asked you to watch it, I feel like I've... What, some of those movies are like, hey, let's watch a Halloween movie. And I'm like, how about Ernest Scared Stupid? And you're like, how about literally anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I do like Eartha Kitt a lot, so... Well, do you like the character of Ernest? 
Yeah, I do for the most part. I do I do like him. I do find some of the things funny. It's just a lot. <laughs> you okay. know, like, and I don't want to sound like a snob about it. I'd like to watch some of the other ones now, which I can't believe I'm saying that because I know that that's delights you to no end. I, well, anytime but, I love... Ernest Saves Christmas, starring the voice of the the Sultan from Aladdin. Okay, as, so that'll be as, another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we don't have Not to do for another the one. podcast, but I'm saying yes. uh, that would probably be the next one I'd like to see. So I'm okay. open to seeing that one. I'm open to seeing maybe one other one to see if I do like the character of Ernest because I only know him from this, yes. and I know he is a version of this in every movie. But it right. would be interesting to see it. In a different movie. I think he's also more fun in smaller doses. What is the first movie in the series? Ernest Goes to Camp. Camp is the first one. And my parents, I saw that one. I saw Ernest Goes to Saves Christmas. I own because the only way to get Ernest Scared Stupid for a long time was to get like a three Ernest single Uh, DVD. Mm -hmm. I own Ernest Goes to Jail. I've actually never seen that one. Okay. I think because my parents went... I don't like why well, he's young. Let's not take him to yeah. a movie about jail because it is a weird thing. It's like camp. Kids love camp. It's Christmas, yeah. so he's gonna be with Santa. Jail. What? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, and we should say too, we watched it on Hoopla, which is a library. So it's one of app. those. Yes, it's something that usually connects to your local library and offers um, some things for you to check in, like movies and audiobooks and those mm-hmm. sort of things. Hoopla. Um, and it was available there. It's it's you know, despite being a touchstone film, I don't see any of the Ernest movies on Disney Plus, which is a real, <laughs> real admission. Uh, and you could probably purchase it digitally on a platform, maybe. Oh, I'm sure it's available. Yeah, I think yeah, you can. I if think you were you can. looking for it, I think some of the other ones like Ernest Rides Again and Ernest Goes to Africa are probably some of the harder ones to find. Yeah. So I uh, did find it interesting that the opening sequence is basically Hocus Pocus. Yes. So the opening sequence, Ernest plays his ancestor. And Phineas his, P. Warren, yes, I believe. Yes, and his ancestor, it shows the past, and it, you know, tells this tale of this troll that, like, turned these kids into these, like, small wooden dolls, and they buried it under this tree, and the tree's roots were going to, like, keep it there for all of eternity, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Elizabeth, this girl in class, and you find out that the whole story that we've just learned, she was reading as her report. And they were so supposed Hocus to Pocus do, stole from this. Yeah, they were supposed to do a class report on the history of the town. And so that is the opening of, but it's not the kid. The kids aren't doing a report. I believe the teacher tells the story. In, in Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus, yeah. Yes, but it's still the history of the town. Right. Uh, that's Hocus Pocus and the Three Witches. So Hocus I was like, Pocus really builds upon the base that Ernest Scared Stupid has laid out. I don't know There's, that I would say it's that. standing on the shoulder of giants <laughs> is what I'm saying. I don't know that I would say that. But yes, the opening is almost beat for beat the same in those first few minutes. Well, then in they the, say, in well, like the broader sense with like from the past yes. to the present, being in school, it being a bunch of kids None of the adults really believing in the lore. Right, right. That right. kind of a thing. But then they talk about, well, what happened after that? And they say, well, the troll put a curse on the world family that each of his descendants would get dumber and yes. dumber and dumber. And it cuts to... It cuts to Ernest. Who's the town... He is the sanitary... Sanitation engineer. San- yeah, sanitation engineer. He's the he's the garbage man. Yeah. And 
the first shot we see of, of Ernest, he's got his finger in his mouth, to which Tara pointed out. He has, he has and especially for in that someone who works scene, in garbage. <laughs> in that first scene when he's in the garbage truck, his hands are in his mouth a lot. And I don't know. It's yes. just, that was, and I thought that grossed me out until I saw the troll. And then all bets were off. That troll is nasty. There's a, well, uh, there's something I wanted to share. We'll get to that when we get to the troll. Yeah. But so the next big thing is there's two things. It's the kids trying to find like a, make a playhouse. And then there's these bullies, the Murdochs. Yeah, these, and the, the Murdochs who are of course the mayors because, you know, people. The mayor's high, kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and basically the treehouse they make, it's kind of rickety. And the bullies come by, and that's when Ernest helps the kids out. But before we get there, he, he is the he is, delightful. He is charged with um, taking care of old Mrs. What is her name again? Hack, old Lady Hackmore. Hackmore, who is Eartha Kitt, who is Tara will one day the most delightful will either woman. turn into this character or <laughs> cosplay as her. Um, and she's got all these like weird like metal sculptures and ju- yeah. garbage and random pieces in her yard, and they keep saying it's breaking every code. Ernest, you need to go take her, her take her like clean the garbage mm-hmm. away, and she doesn't want to give it to him. She's like, "This is there's no garbage. There's inspiration." Well, and her door is really cool. It's all metal and these hands, and then you hit the hand which knocks on the door. Yeah, and it reminded me a little bit of like. It's not Beetlejuice sculptures, but it has that yeah, weird creativity like the creativity stuff Lydia's making or not yeah. Lydia, Lydia's mom. Yeah, it looks they look like living creatures. Like you've got that one like dragon made out of metal that's got fire coming yes. out of it. And it, it also has a bit of a labyrinth vibe. Yeah, I was gonna City say doors. that as well. It's got a labyrinth vibe, and also we went to Santa Fe uh, back in the summer, and some of the like sculpture gardens yeah. and things it has a little bit of that vibe to it. And there are places here. Um, we live in the Austin area. There are places here. That, that's that's yeah. what I said. I go. I go. No one would bat an eye at this. This is just yeah. because it's some. But there are Missouri I, HOA going <laughs> nuts at this. What I will say is there are some some interesting things to look at. Uh, in addition to Eartha Kit, but Eartha Kit's outfit. She's got the goggles that are now more referred to as like those steampunk goggles. But I like that she's got this fire extinguisher with like this coil. It's not an extinguisher. It's oh, it's literally it shoots like, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like it a looks tank. like a fire extinguisher. But then you realize it's actually like a torch, and it like shoots fire. Yes, and I think they show her later like building a sculpture. Yeah, with so it she's a like bit. welding with it essentially. Yeah. That's I think what it is. But. So when Ernest goes, when they build the the treehouse, he's like, well, there's a legend here that. There's a troll that lives below this tree, and if, like, on the night before Halloween, if a whirl knocks on the tree and says this, like, it'll release a troll. He's like, but what are the odds of that happening? And then it cuts to the troll, like, emerging from the branches and scaring everyone. Yeah, and uh, I wrote he picks the creepiest tree, because he picks that tree, they build the treehouse, and then he tells the tale later on. However, the tree, like is perfect for this treehouse because it, it like goes up and then out that so is you can true. build stuff on And the treehouse is another really interesting scene that there's a lot of contraptions and a lot of fun design. He's aping a lot from Pee-wee. I think they oh, were like that's true. Uh, they yeah. they were like going up against this each other. This has a time. vibe of that yeah. too. Uh so my question to you is did you ever have a treehouse? I didn't because like we didn't have a big enough tree. I had a fort like the one of those ones that they build that mm. like it's a second story. Had a slide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the like yeah. like a little playground set. Yes. Yeah. 
I had a friend who had a treehouse that mm. like we we went to every once in a while. Did you ever have a treehouse? I did not. No, kind of the same thing. Kind of shocked your dad never built. Well, something we like had that. woods around our. In, not around our You house. ain't gonna build a, a treehouse in the Pine Barrens. That's where the Jersey Devil come <laughs> I and get know, you. That's true. Not, we didn't have woods surrounding our house, but we did have some woods between our house and the house behind us. Oh, yeah, But yeah, I yeah. don't know that those trees were big, big enough. enough that you could have that. I had a swing set, but I didn't, but like our backyard was clear. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. there were no trees Same in with our ours. yard. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. There wasn't even that big. Yeah. Um. So the, the, the troll... Let's talk about your thoughts on the tr- so, on the monster design, and then I'm going to share all, a fact that's going to blow your mind. First of all, I completely understand why this scared children. I think Eartha Kit could also scare you when you're younger because she's very weird, she's eccentric, and she's kind of a little intense. I love her, but I get that. But then you see this troll, and the way the troll like pops up in the first time, he's hideous. And every time they zoom in on him, you see more disgusting things about him. But the thing that turned my stomach the most was the like pus slime snot i don't know what it was that was like coming out of his nose <laughs> like just that was the like a sickly thing. green color it was like bright green i feel like it came it wasn't out neon this... green it wasn't your shirt green that's like irish no. green it was like it just was just enough gross. yellow to be it was sickly. Gro- yeah so these trolls there were 17 trolls and all in the whole movie yeah eventually you find More out he's up. gathering the children to Bring about bring his, troll his trolls, brethren. Yeah, uh, they were designed by the Chioda brothers, who worked on the effects on another movie you might remember, Killer Clowns from Outer <gasps> Space. That movie, that movie needs to be on our list because no, it scared it's rated me. R. Oh, we can't do that. No, it's well. I mean, I guess we could. Well, listen, we have a lot of movies to do. Well, this, but this, that movie scared me as a child. All I remember is the clowns being wrapped up, or people being wrapped up in cotton candy. And hanging. Yes. So I don't know that I've actually seen the whole thing, but I definitely caught that scene, and that was enough for me as a child to be so terrified. So these are, these characters are done by the that same. That makes sense. Which, that totally makes if sense. you look at like the design of some of the trolls, I feel like yeah. some of the clowns may have been repainted. Potentially, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Uh, and I will say some of the trolls' designs are interesting. Some of them, again, are just like stomach turning. But the main one at some point he goes down into the tree and asks the demons to make him invincible and his fingernails get longer and then he gets these like weird tentacly things that like come out of he's his got- head that can't constantly are moving <laughs> he's got these things on his ears but then they, they grow super long yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just all the close-up shots of all of that I was like no thank you I'm good I don't need to see any more of it I uh I I love the design. I think I mean th- I will say this this print specifically this version it felt more noticeable than in previous ones. Yeah. Uh I only have one or two more notes, but I did I have here I don't know which boy it was. I should have wrote his name down, but I said a good boy scream. Was it the first one was it, it must Joey? Cuz Joey one. Uh, yeah. that one was kind of like terrifying it was terrifying but like it was really good for a little kid i feel like the scream wise and elizabeth had a pretty good scream but she was doing the scream for the haunted house i think elizabeth was the best child actor in this. i think so too she mugged at the camera a couple times too not like at the camera but like at the other kids but she did that like little face so i that like it's not a pout face but i can't really describe it but do you know the part i'm talking about yeah, 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 yeah yeah she was i liked her so the thing I will say the thing about this is to me any part where it's like 
the general plot to keep it going with the kids. I'm like, get back to Ernest. Like anytime they cut back to like Ernest and Eartha Kit, Ernest and Eartha Kit were a duo I didn't know I needed until this movie. Yeah, they're yeah. Very they're, good they're together. They're really good together. I liked them a lot together. Uh the we have nominated uh the worst actor in this film was Kenny's mom. Kenny's mom she was, was awful. terrible. And so so what I was gonna say about the kid she was bad, but like she would like there was a part where Ernest sees the troll and comes to the sheriff. Kenny's dad is a sheriff. And it's like Kenny, Kenny's dad, Ernest, and then Ernest's mom is just in the background, like ping-ponging between Ernest and the sheriff. Like, yeah. huh? 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 And then she's like, Ernest, how could you? Like, she's bad. Elizabeth's mom looks like she sh- she just stepped out of Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. so ridiculous. But the thing I was going to say about the kid actors, or at least in this movie in general, is I feel like in Ernest Goes to Camp and Ernest... Uh, saves christmas when he's with kids they're kind of teenagers uh, these kids, kids are young yeah and they're yeah and i think that works better like i think these are elementary school kids these are the kids the age that i think people enjoy Ernest the most at mm-hmm. but they just are so like it really felt like they had just been coached in how to read a line like right before they yeah. like they did felt so unnatural Well, and there are a lot of young child actors that are great not in this movie. But not in this movie. This no. movie, there was a phenomenon. I feel like there was a lot of movies around this time that like went straight to video, but had this like direct to kids market, mm-hmm. like Mac and Me. And there's a bunch of weird like like if I can even remember the names of some of them, they would be on this. Yeah, and that's the kind of acting level we get from everyone in this movie, except for Ernest and, and Eartha, Kitt. Eartha Kitt, who mm-hmm. again you asked a question earlier. Well, so let me do one thing about the uh, uh, the the main boy actor. Uh, Austin Nagler, who played Kenny, he was teased so much for the kissing scene where Elizabeth kisses him. Oh, yeah. She kissed uh, him on the cheek. That he stopped acting. <gasps> oh, <laughs> my gosh. She feels so, so bad for him for that. That's terrible. Now, she you... doesn't even like it. She just like kisses him on the cheek. What mean spirited really, kids. It was really chaste. Yeah. Um, Eartha Kitt was cast in this. Um, the casting director of this movie was also the casting director of. Like, give me a hint. Emperor's New Groove. See, you don't give me a hint. You just the say it. The hint is it. it's Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> well, that's very cool. That's and interesting. So that kind of, like, gives yeah. you an idea. But you were right. Like, why did she go, like, Eartha Kitt's like, I need... She, there was... Now that Yzma exists, they're not the same character, but there are there are glimmers, there are little moments I of Yzma in this character. And I, I like this... Like, that's what's interesting to me is it's 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 on the spectrum, but I feel like they're very different. Yeah, they're very different. I'm not saying that they're sister. They're, maybe they're cousins, right? Like, they're... I think the biggest thing they have in common is you like them both in their Eartha kit. I don't maybe. know that they're super... I don't know. Yeah, I, they are very different characters, and maybe it's just her voice mm-hmm. that makes me... That that makes me think of Yzma, but there were a couple of moments that I yes. had an Yzma kind of connection. And you were to asking like why she she did this, and and my guess was like she loves campy things. She was uh, Catwoman for mm-hmm. a bit on, yeah. on Batman and that sort of thing. Um, I I you know we've we've spoken so much about her, but she's wonderful. My favorite thing though is if you go onto the IMDb page and uh, look at at uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. It says, um, you know, it's Ernest is first and then it's Eartha Kitt as old lady Hackmore. But the picture they have for her is this stunning. Is glamour shot? Yes, this yeah. stunning oh, young I picture of Eartha yes. Kitt. So it's like old lady Hackmore. And then the stunning picture. 
so he's trying to get five children to turn them into wooden he dolls. winds up turning in total six children and one dog rimshot which oh, is yeah, Ernest's dog turns, he just keeps doing it afterwards just because it's a cool yeah power so he, he winds up turning so, six children in general and in the past he turned four he didn't get to five so here are his powers he's super strong he pulls the truck back Mm-hmm. He's got like super breath because he keeps going like, oh, and like yeah. Ernest flies away. Yeah, he can imitate other people. He can imitate voices. Yes, and he can. There's one more. He can turn people into wood. And he's disgusting. And he's gross. That's his other power. He's <laughs> gross. Although I do like the scene where they're at there lining it up for the costume, and the bully kid is like, "Ew, gross costume!" And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part with the troll. I was like, get him Trantor or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, but his whole thing is he has to get these these wood dolls. He only got four the first time he came through mm-hmm. when Ernest's uh, ancestor took care of him. And I think the implication is, it's not the implication. Uh, Eartha Kitt was one of, was a kid who didn't get turned in like her brother and sister got turned. Yeah, they're relatives or friends or something. Yeah. And so she saved these dolls this whole time yes. because she knows the lore that eventually the troll right. will come back. So when he comes in, he's like, I've let the troll loose. She's like, "If I don't know if you notice this in the back. She's like, could have been a werewolf. Could have been a, a vampire. I could take care of them all. Garlic, silver bullet, no problem. You uh, have a pretty good Eartha, Eartha kid. kid. Thank you. I thought so. Um, She's just got such like a... It's 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 like a very quickly but punctuated. But if you slow it down, it's so like silky smooth. Like she, yeah. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she uh, is like a, so. Apparently, I think she's like a monster hunter on the side. And we just like we need a we need an old lady. Hackmore. I'd love yeah a backstory <laughs> of old lady Hackmore. That um, but she like ha- pulls out a book on trolls and she's like, I never wanted to open this book. And she opens it up and it's like you have to destroy him with a mother's love or the heart of a child. And she's, it's so funny because the kids are there and she's like, maybe we need the heart of a child. She's like, scary to the kids. Yeah. There's that part where the troll like yells at her and she just turns around and, and screams, screams at him back. And I loved away. that. Like, she's yeah. just invincible. Like, mm-hmm. and some of that feels like on the fly, like, let's just do this yeah. while we got you here. But then there's also something about milk. Yes, that's the mother's love. They got figure it. out is, yeah. is milk. And, it, you know, anytime the, 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 mo- the troll attacks, someone will like, kick over a thing of milk and it'll run away and or like a dairy truck will drive by. Now, did you remember that from the first time? Or no, did you I remembered out? nothing. Did you, I did totally you dumped out? it out did, of my brain. Did you figure out that he was afraid of milk all the times he like, not until Ernest had the ice cream. Right. Okay. But I knew from the, the book, I was like, Oh, it's milk. Yeah, Cause it, cause they've, they Cause fu- there's like one these letter. Two pages are stuck together. And yeah. it's like M I blank K. And he goes, Miak, authentic Bulgarian. Yeah, that's Miak. when I was like, "Oh, it's milk." Yeah, but and that's my favorite part in the movie where they square up because it's a great shot of them both standing in the frame, mm-hmm. and he's like, "All right, booger lips." He keeps calling him booger lips, which mm-hmm. is a pretty accurate description of him. Yeah, and he pulls out this jar of God knows what. He goes, "Miak, bet you thought I couldn't get it this time of year." And that, I'm sorry, you're not laughing at all. No, I thought that was that's great, so and I'm glad that you have a genuine <laughs> love and joy for this film. I just don't. And like as much as I love Eartha Kitt, like it doesn't save it for me. I I I love like I, I think if you'd gotten rid of maybe about fifteen minutes of this movie, it would have been even better, like shortened because like yeah. there were times where I'm like, all right, let's go back to Ernest. Yeah, it's dragging a little bit. Also, when they start like maybe um, you had to get three kids and not five. Yeah, when they start throwing the milk on the trolls, that is another disgusting oh, moment. 
Well, the first time one of them melts, like, again, I think it's seen it on a big screen. I haven't seen it on the, the maybe it was this television, but whatever. Like, and it, it's a good print, whatever Hoopla's got. Yeah. But I never noticed that it's, like, literally the bones and viscera of, no the, of the trolls. Yeah, and for a lot of them, you just see them disappear. And I was like, oh, so they don't all turn to goo. They do all turn to goo. They just don't always show right, it. Right, because, yeah. again, these movies are done on a, this movie was the most expensive Ernest movie is like 9.3 million. And do you think it's because of all the trolls? It's definitely because of all the trolls yeah. and some of the special effects and yeah. and Eartha Kit, probably, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, these movies are about cutting corners and then they went back to cutting corners a little bit after that. Because remember, you were saying how you're like, this opening credit sequence Oh my is, gosh, that opening credit sequence was so long. Like, that, that should have been cut. But it's a, so... Not the whole thing, but like... It did. It could have been shorter. But it's so cheap because it's just the music. It's just Ernest making scared faces at and scary like, movie images. At, oh, yeah, they just yeah. get a bunch of other old scary movies and put them in there, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he gets them together and then uh, puts them in the tree, which causes these like gross Brussels sprout looking things to bloom and then drop, and then they turn into to trolls. Yeah. And you were like, why are all their noses so phallic? Like- just in general, all the trolls, but especially that mean one. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was good. So then they all, the kids come back, attack them with milk. And then, except now the, the big troll has, has become Gotten so powerful. Invincible. So Ernest like, is like, heart of a child, unconditional love. Come here, big guy. And like dances with them, Ugh. which is so silly. You would not watch. So he kisses them. No, because he kisses them. And there's, and there's like a big line of, line of goo. From <laughs> no. You were earlier today were wiping when Lady had a little bit of drool coming from her. I was. And I don't necessarily love to do that. But I would much rather do that with Lady than... I would take ladies' drool on my face over that drool from that movie. All that was is just, again, I feel like there was this, I think we've talked about it, maybe not on here, but somewhere where it was like, there was like a big thing in the 80s and 90s where it was like, you had a toy and it was just like, yes, throw slime on your Leanne toy. Yes, we talked about Toy Story, I think. Yes. We talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Yes, toys. the toys mm-hmm, were just mm-hmm. slime. And where I, it's like, ooze not included or whatever. You had to buy yes. it separately. He-Man had one. I yeah. saw a He-Man thing for it the other day where it's just like, capture, put like pin a character down and just drip goo yeah, on Yeah, and then in the like, 90s, ugh. it was Gak. It was Gak slime. was like the next thing. Slime I think, is now popular now, but it was Gak was the big thing. When even we were now, kids. the recipe for slime I remember in the eighties was like just was like the ones now. I feel like are more they roll up easily. They kind of like stay together. Well, it's glue and some other things, right? right? But, like, but I feel like Gak Gak was like corn starch and yeah. something. But I'm just saying that the the stuff you got like was the official Ghostbuster slime. Or the oh yeah, yeah, or He-Man the official Nickelodeon so drippy. Yeah, the official Nickelodeon stuff too. Yeah, and even the yeah. stuff they do now when they slime people on like Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. it's like I think it's more the stuff you're talking about where it's like it cleans up much easier. Whereas like the stuff that they used to have, I feel like would hit your carpet and go. Ah, and like just like I'm gonna hit every single like yeah. crevice and every fiber, and now you can kind of like eh, we'll roll it up and get it with like stuff. Yeah. Um. One thing we've established in this is we've got the mommy head scale of how traumatizing this was. Oh yes, I forgot the, about the that. one through five. So I believe Labyrinth got a two, and then Return to Oz got maybe a four. 
I can't remember, but we're going to have to start keeping track of it. Uh, well, I'll take a look again, but where do you think this one ranks? In between a three and a four. I think a three. I'm going to say a disgusting. four because you wouldn't look at the screen. I guess screen. that's true. I'll give it a four. Disgusting I'll give it a four. Disgusting is... is it, yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't frightening for me. It was gross. But imagine... So I was but 10 when child, this came out. But as a child, yeah, I probably imagine also wouldn't look at Imagine a 10-year-old looking at that. Yeah. Because one of the reasons they thought this one didn't do as well is because people thought it was scary. Yeah. People didn't want to take their kids to it. I think they didn't realize how young an age group they were appealing mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Especially that scene where uh, Elizabeth is like, there's nothing under my bed, there's nothing under my bed, and she turns and it's that quick like that they extreme did so close-up. many close-ups of that troll's face and i could imagine well, that on a movie theater screen so that Ugh. that director they did um earnest and fisheye lens which makes you really close oh, in the middle okay in the in the ads because it he was supposed to feel invasive like hey Vern, like yeah really yeah no that face. makes sense so i think that's something he took he he took from that took to from this. that yeah. yeah because there's a couple scenes where they're really close on earnest too he just doesn't have literally two noses worth of snot dripping down yes uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that, like when earnest is banging on the door he's like let me in sheriff let me in like they're yeah. doing the same thing where mm-hmm. it's really close on him so I like. So you give it a four as well. I think so. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's. I think it's as terrifying as Return to Oz, but it's a little more meaning, like intentionally terrifying. I think Return to Oz is is. Let's give more, this a three. Yeah, I think, I think I'm so going too. back to a three because Return to Oz not only was it dark, yes. like it was very dark. But there were some real horrifying moments where here, I didn't find anything horrifying. I was just grossed out. Ernest will scare you. Yes. Return to Oz will <laughs> you up for life. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. I, of course, though, I do want to hear from the listeners. If this one did traumatize you as a child, I'd love to know about it. I will especially like to hear from our listeners, Joe and Joel, because... Years ago on their podcast, I recommended this and they watched their, they, they used to have a podcast called The Editing Bay, mm-hmm. which is kind of a, I think at one point it was a bad movie podcast, but then it was just kind of a movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you should watch this. And they watched it and I was very excited. I got them to watch this because I think they liked it. Uh, didn't like Tremors and that's a big point of contention. Oh, I, I didn't have know with that. Joe and I do not agree on Tremors. Oh, Joe. Joe, my heart's <laughs> breaking a little bit if you can hear this. You're my Rocky... For ride or die, pal, but <laughs> that that hurts my heart a little bit. Um, I I think we've said probably more than this movie deserves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I legitimately love this movie. Thank you for doing this movie. I'm t- speaking to you, Tara, not You're the other. Thank you for letting me do this movie. Um, on its 30th anniversary, I can almost promise you I will never make you watch this again. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, our next uh, childhood trauma theater, we keep saying this, but this one will absolutely be our next, will be Never Ending Story. Yes, we, Halloween came up, so we made an exception. But yes, Never yes. Ending Story is on the docket next. So thank you so much for listening. As always, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about our little podcast. Uh, but we will see you next time. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening, Scary Tale friends. Don't forget to send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com or tweet to us at trpdiaries. Search for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries on Facebook to join in the fun. Or call our super easy to remember phone number, 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. 
remember to give us a five-star, I mean star, review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Creep it real. <laughs>